Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero here on the Here for Hire podcast. My name is Sean Meehan, and joining me as always is my partner in crime, Mr. Connor Lawler. Hello, Connor, Sean. How's it going? How? Oh, no, I, I came oh, in. No. I said Did hello. No, yeah. to be fair now, I paused a bit too long. You, you jumped. You you threw it to me, and I then said hello, which is normally how a conversation works. And now I feel like I've been set up to maybe look like a bit of an imbecile. I might look... If you look like an imbecile, I look like a doofus. So, oh. <laughs> I'm the real winner here. <laughs> now, Sean, Hero Zero, what is this about? Well, it's the show where we take one comic book character every single week. Could be good, could be bad. We run through their history, some of their good points, bad points, and just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. True. Now, for the last two weeks, we have covered some really bad characters. Truly. Pure trash. I mean... Very powerful. There, like one guy could control bees. Another guy had a bell on his head. We all had a great time. But Sean, I really need you to cleanse the palate here. I need you to come in strong. I don't know who you've done, but okay, I can only well, assume it's maybe who Captain America. Oh, I've already Hulk. done him. Oh, the Hulk. I've not done the Hulk yet. I, mm. I have the one half written, but it's just there's a lot to the Hulk. Yeah. But I, I now similarly to. The Hulk. This character has been around for fucking ages. Like the 40s? uh, I don't know if it was the 40s, but it's like early days of comics, right? So, now, the description, like, the backstory of this character and a bit of the plot lines that they've been involved in, that's about a page and a half of this document. Okay. The following three pages are powers and abilities. Ah, Okay. This, um, are yeah, we dealing with? This, go on. This character's been around so long that they've been written to do pretty much everything. What the fuck? Um, so, did you? Who would you say is more powerful? This character, who I know nothing about, or Martian Manhunter? Ooh, um, it'd probably be a fair fight. 
Oh, fuck it, hell. Okay, right. <laughs> right. Even that you had to stall means that this guy is possibly maybe God. Go on. <laughs> Not this guy, Connor. This oh. woman. Oh, fuck. Now I have been shown up. Haven't I been you shown have, up? <laughs> you've been made to look quite the fool, sir. <laughs> the patriarchy. Let's go. So this is my report on Emma Frost. Oh, shit. I love Emma Frost. Emma Frost is class. Yes. So... Emma Frost was born into a wealth in Boston family uh, that arrived from England in the 1600s. Uh, the second of three daughters, Emma also had an older brother named Christian, who turned to substance abuse to escape the drudgery of life. Well, fuck. Unknown yeah. to their family or themselves, the three Frost sisters were mutants whose telepathic abilities matured upon reaching puberty. Okay? Okay, no, I'm, I'm with you so far. You said the 1600s. The family is from the 1600s, like they're old school. Okay, but she's around they're, now. Yeah, she's she's a modern day uh, okay. Frost, say. Okay. So, when it came time for their father to choose a worthy heir to the family fortune, Christian was automatically dismissed because of his drug problem. Big druggy boy, yeah. Big druggy boy. So whilst the older sister, Adrian, uh, seemed the most obvious choice... She was busy th- with Rocky. Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> Their father chose Emma to be the heir to the fortune. Surprisingly, though, she refused it, choosing to make her own way through life. Oh, so she's kind of like a good guy. Everything, every um, incarnation I've seen of Emma Frost, she's more on the villain side, but she's also a hero a lot of the time as well, I've heard, but I haven't seen anything in, in that regard. That's the thing, yeah. Because she's been around for ages, she's gone... Both sides of the of the fight, say, and in the end, she just kind of she settles on what works for her. Okay, if that makes sense. So, Emma ended up with a large fortune from her professional success. She ascended rapidly to the upper echelon of the business world on the strength of her intelligence, drive, and personal charm, as now well does, as. Does she know that she's a, a mutant at this point? Well, yeah, because she secretly uses her mental powers to get ahead in the business ah, world as well. right, 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 right. Okay. <laughs> um, so eventually, Emma became a major stockholder of a multi-billion dollar conglomerate. Um, and despite her relative youth, she was named chairwoman of the board and chief executive officer of Frost International. Fuck. So is it, how, how old is she at this point? Uh, I think she's in her 20s at this point. Jesus Christ, what the fuck have we done? Jeez. I know, this podcast, I guess. Why can't I be a uh, mutant, for fuck's sake? That would make things so much easier. So much easier, they have it so easy. She also became the headmistress and chairwoman of the Board of Trustees of the Massachusetts Academy, Jesus which was a, a, a prep school in uh, Massachusetts. Does she have enough time, or what's the story? like? She's, now pre- um, she's head of a school, and she's the CEO of a major company. Yeah, she's mm. very busy. Very, she's a busy but, gal. But you need you need a club. You need a club uh, when you're that busy. You need something to take the edge off. So her success... Drugs. She's turned to her brother. Drug, Who do you know? She, yeah, Christian sorted her out. <laughs> so Emma's success caught the attention of the Hellfire Club, uh, an elite social organisation consisting of the world's wealthiest and most powerful figures. 
when she learned that the club was hiring dancers, she promptly auditioned and used her telepathic talents to enhance her performance in their eyes. Oh, right, okay. So, unlike the other females in the club, Emma was never uncomfortable with the strict dress code that required female members to wear lingerie at all times. She believed the revealing wardrobe to be one of many weapons in her arsenal, one that gave her an instant advantage over men. Okay. that's And you can see that in um, it's X-Men First Class that she's yeah. in, isn't it? Yeah. Where, like, she to look from the outside, you'd think she was... Not as high up as she is, but she's like second in command of the club. Right, but it's just because... When was this? The 50s, 60s? I think... Yeah, I think we're talking 60s, 70s. I think I think the, the idea is that like any, any guy in that club is immediately going to look down on the females just because they work there. And so she's like, well, I'm clearly smarter and better than everyone here, so I'm going to use that to my advantage because yeah, then she- they'll, they'll underestimate her. Yeah, and she knows that this is the best way to get ac- like proper access to people when they'll have their guard down as yeah. well. So she quickly became an ally of Sebastian Shaw, who is a member of the club's Council of the Chosen, who were secretly conspiring to achieve world domination through economic and political means. And he hates dancing. <laughs> <Fuck's sake. laughs> uh, at the time, the leaders of the club and council... Okay, and this is, uh, they were Lords Cardinal, and their titles were the names of chess pieces. So the leaders were the White King Edward Buckman, and the White Queen Paris Seville. Okay, they're pretty uh, cool names. Paris Seville is fucking, a really good name. Paris Seville is like will kill you in your sleep kind of a name. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Buckman threw the council's support behind Project Armageddon. Uh, which was a project to construct mutant hunting sentinel robots. Fucking hell. <laughs> aware, aware that Sebastian Shaw was a mutant, Buckman told him that the intent was to capture mutants as a means of helping the council attain power. So Right, so it's, it's, he's lying to him as a means to get this very powerful mutant on his side. Exactly. I would say However, that's going to end up well for him. I think he won't be caught out and Shaw won't rip his head off his, ha- his shoulders. Well! Um, <laughs> using, using her psychic powers, Emma Frost learned that the project's actual purpose was the annihilation of all mutants. That would be a change to what was being said, yes. And after Shaw's lover was murdered by one of the Sentinels, Shaw and Frost staged a coup that had them seize control of the Council of Chosen. Uh, of, the, of the Council of the Chosen, which they renamed the Inner Circle. Shaw took the title of Black King and Frost became the White Queen. Oh, that's pretty cool. White Queen Emma Frost has a bit of a ring to it. It really does. Um... So under Sean Frost's leadership, mutants dominated the inner circle. To strengthen the club's power base, Emma recruited gifted youngsters and helped hone them hone their abilities at her school. Um, is it a case that they're basically the opposite side to Charles Xavier in the X-Men in universe? A, in, in the sense of who's educating young mutants, yeah, there's a lot okay. of them. Um, but the opposite to Charles Xavier is kind of Magneto and the Brotherhood of Mutants in terms oh, yeah, of no, yeah. large scale stuff you know um, 
So most of the students that Emma taught were members of what was called the Hell Lions, which was the super, their super mutant team. Um, she initially encountered the band of heroic mutant ad- adventurers known as the X-Men when she unsuccessfully attempted to recu- recruit young Kitty Pride, a.k.a. Shadowcat. Yes. Um, she subsequently, uh, Emma subsequently crossed paths with the X Men and the New Mutants on a number of occasions. And that was the first time. Adversary. That was the first time she had actually encountered them at all. But like, they would have, would they not have both been in? I don't know. Would they not have both been created like the seventies? So they would have concurrently been training young mutants for years without knowing about each other. Yeah, and I, because Emma's like a psychic as well, I don't think Charles Xavier could you know read her mind at that and point. she can't read his i'm assuming as well yeah i think they both have mental blocks a lot of the yeah time. okay um so later on the x-men joined with the hell lions to protect emma from the time traveling terrorist known as trevor fitzroy doesn't matter about his name but there was a time traveling terrorist cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look when you're out with story ideas someone's just they're all sitting around in the room what about time traveling okay I like Terror- it. Terrorist? Time tra- traveling terrorist. What about with terrorist, but he's not here? He's like future or past. He's fucking time traveling terrorist. He's huh? both and neither at the same he's time. I love both it. Both and neither. And someone's just like, you've done it again, Stan Lee. <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, the, ma- the madman's brutal assault plunged Emma into a deep coma and brought about the Hell, Hell Lion's untimely demise. Oh, so, so now she's he's been stuck in a coma. Um, how did they put her into a coma? Just got hit really hard. She just got hit really hard. You know, to be fair, yeah. that would put most people in a coma. It, it would tend to. And then yeah. all of the hell lions died. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Bit, bit of a grim move. <laughs> bit of um, a grim move. Kind of took a, take the turn here. A little bit of one. Yeah. Um, Emma eventually made a full recovery and she resumed her role as headmistress of her academy. Uh Assisted by Sean Cassidy, who was the former X-Man known as Banshee. Yes, he's um, Cyclops' brother? He's Black Tom Cassidy's brother. Oh, sorry, yes. Yeah, no, you're right. What's uh, Cyclops' brother called? Uh, Oh, he's a guy who... He's in in first class. Alex Summers. Yeah, Alex Summers, yeah. So, uh, she set out to train a new crop of mutants called Generation X. Um, and now that sounds quite intense and cool, right? Yes, it, I'm very intrigued about Generation X. Would sound very cool. I should have the role show. Yes. Well, next up, a sinking stock market dealt Frost International a major blow. <laughs> oh no, not stock markets! Fuck. I know this is like trade routes all over again. Oh, I thought I was done after the Phantom Menace, but we're back. Um, so Emma swallowed her pride and sought the help of her older sister Adrian, who agreed to support her siblings' uh, fl- uh, financial interests if she were named co-headmaster of the school. Oh right, okay. So she's like, I want a bit, of, I wanted a bit of the pie of that you're making here, because she's also a mutant. The sister. Yes, she also has telepathic powers. But has she used them at all, or she just kind of has lived a normal life? She she's used them, but she's not as strong as Emma. So. Okay, but she and this this is the sister that inherited all the money anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, so Adrian Adrian's power play did not wind down when Emma accepted her request. 
nor did it end when she overtook her sister as the Hellfire Club's White Queen. Only after Adrian telepathically incited a riot at the school did Emma find a way to upset her ascension. What the fuck? Like, why is this... Why is her sister coming and fucked it all up? She was coasting. It's a power thing because Emma was chosen to be the heir. Oh, so she's still mad that she wasn't chosen first, yeah. Yeah. Um... So the way that Emma found to upset the Ascension was the way of the gun. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something really cool, but no, it just, she just picked up a handgun. Yeah, Emma shot and killed her sister, yeah. laying claim to Adrian's inheritance. To be fair, that would normally... That's, that's probably the killer move, literally and metaphorically. <laughs> really, that, mm. that put into that particular plotline. Yeah. So, following the dissolution of Generation X and the closure of the Massachusetts Academy, Emma moved to the island nation of Genosha, where she began teaching mutant children again. And that, is that um, Genosha, is that the place that's in the last X-Men movie? That Magneto's trained everyone? Yeah. Okay. It's like a mutant, it's like a mutant haven, where it's just, everything will be okay. okay. However... A sentinel attack wiped oh, out no. Genosha's entire mutant population. <laughs> so everything was not okay. No, in many ways, putting them all on the one island, bad idea. Really kind of led them to just be like um, fish in a barrel, really. R- really, yeah. yeah. Um, Emma was found by the X-Men alive in the rubble, having undergone a secondary mutagenic change that allowed her to survive the onslaught. So, so this is, this the is first where time she gets her, her diamond skin. Right, okay. So she she had just been going telepathically since the start, but now she's developing more powers, even as a grown-up? Is that even normal? Uh, it, it it can happen in times of extreme stress. Yeah, okay. So, like, she's been teaching children on this island she thought was safe, and now all of that is gone. I would be, I'd be very sad if I was training a bunch of kids and then they were all possibly shot straight in the face by a big robot man. I would be sad that I trained yeah. a bunch of weaklings, personally. <laughs> Fucking get a real job and fight them, fuck's sake. Timmy, <laughs> come on. Um, so Emma later counselled her teammate Cyclops following his possession by Apocalypse. Right. Th- this, this soon turned into a telepathic affair between the two, <gasps> which was short-lived after Summer's wife, Jean Grey, discovered what was happening. Yeah, like... Surely the last person you want to telepathically have cheat on their partner is the guy that's married to Jean Grey whose sole power is telepath, telepathic shit. Yeah, they didn't really think that one true. No. Um, so it was really tense between them for a while, but then Jean Grey died. And, <laughs> and everyone was happy. Delighted with it. delighted. <laughs> Following the death of Jean Grey, Emma assumed a position of co-headmaster at the Xavier Institute alongside Cyclops. Right, so like she then kind of turned to on the X Men side. Yeah, and she is, uh, as far as I know, she's still a part of the X Men today. Okay, that's that's interesting that her like character development was. She was training all these people, and then was it the Sentinel battle that made her kind of think we need to? I don't know. I I maybe I've lived my life wrong, or was it just a case of she was going out with Scott Summers? And so he was part of the X-Men crew, so she joined them. What I think it was, was that once the Sentinel happened, it was like, okay, look, we might have differences, but someone's trying to kill all of us. 
yeah, why are we dividing? Each, why are we, yeah, why are we dividing ourselves? Yeah, exactly. We've already lost a whole island full of allies. Yeah. Okay. Um. So onto her powers and abilities then, and this is this is a lot. I'm going to skim over some of it, but some of it's really interesting. So I want to okay. get through it. So. Emma Frost possesses telepathic abilities of a similar calibre to those of Charles Xavier. He's the most powerful being in all of X-Men. Pretty much. uh, Frost has been cited as a world-class telepath and being referred among the five telepaths on the planet capable of perfectly and seamlessly altering a mind. Fuck it out. When Wolverine thought to be protected from her because of level 9 psychic shields created by Charles Xavier... She stated that she was a level 10. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so she's... Te- in some way, she could even be stronger than Charles Xavier. Yeah, her abilities have been stated to rival that of Charles himself. Uh, this statement was proven in her telepathic defeat of Professor Xavier on multiple occasions. Fucking hell. Okay. Uh, she has uh, telepathy. So she has uh, mind control, altering perceptions and memories... Uh, causing mental pain or unconsciousness, mind switching, uh, mental sedation of unconscious victims, Fuck. and it, and uh, she can also project mental energy as some. So kind she of could blast. just change your whole personality. Just at the start of the fight, she looks at you and just makes you a child, and then you just yeah, think you're, you're four years old again. Exactly, if you're susceptible to that, or she can make you think that you know your lungs. Are, have been carved out of your chest. And so you can't breathe. And then you just yeah. ultimately die anyway. Holy shit. Exactly. Uh, she, can, she has a psionic shield, so she can protect herself and others from mental intrusion. Uh, she can create telepathic illusions, telepathic camouflage, so she can alter it so that you just can't see her. Fuck. It. So she can make herself disappear from your consciousness. So you, like she could be like, uh, I've never existed, and then she she's standing there. You're like, hey, stop robbing that bank. She's like, I've never existed. Oh, I don't know why I'm doing here. Do yeah, exactly, bank? exactly. Uh, she has astral projection, so she can project her form uh, over vast distances. That's gonna kill you. Luke Skywalker taught me that. You'll That's fade away at that. That's yeah. true. Um, she can place psychic inhibitors in the minds of mutant adversaries to prevent them from using their powers. So, undefeatable is what I'm getting here in, in this world. Pretty, like, it's a good fight, put it that way. Okay. Uh, mind possession, mind control, mental paralysis, mental sedation, mind alteration. She can cause amnesia. She can transfer. <laughs> she can transfer a mind... Into another host body. <laughs> Fucking hell. How is there ever any fights? How does she it's, ever lose? I'll get into that. Uh, we have a weaknesses section. It's not very Ooh. long, but the, she does have some. Guns. Uh, guns, exactly. Hmm. Uh, telepathic tracking, so she can track other uh, psychic waves. So she doesn't have, and, like, uh, is it cere- cerebral? Is that yeah, she doesn't book? have Cerebro, but she has. She can do that on her own. Oh, fuck it, hell. But Xavier uh, needs Cerebro to do it, so she would be power, more powerful than him, surely. Yeah, I think I think Cerebro gives bigger range, if that makes okay. sense, like a big okay. satellite. Um, she also has psionic blasts and psionic lightning, and also telekinesis. 
Yeah, no, I, I was thinking she didn't have any offensive weapons so far, so give her the psionic blasts and lightning. True, but then, mm. Connor, yeah. the secondary mutation. Oh, good. Oh, good. We need some more. Go on. She'll, her, she has an organic diamond form. Uh, so she possesses the, the ability to transform her body into a flexible organic diamond form, similar to Colossus's organic steel form. Uh, she must transform all parts of her body rather than selectively transforming certain areas and can remain in this form for an undetermined amount of time. Can she uh, use the psychic thing and also be in that form? No, she cannot. Right, okay, okay. Because I was going to say, um, just go into that form and then just do all your psychic shit and be undefeatable. Yeah, but no, you can't. she can't do the psychic thing. Okay. Uh, at all. Um, she also when she's in that form she becomes cold hearted and loses her empathy for others oh that's interesting yeah that, that's really important when you like put her on a team because if she transforms into diamond form it'll be like look get the mission done who cares yeah yeah and she's leaving everyone behind she doesn't care exactly um, so in the diamond form then she has superhuman strength she can lift approximately two tons um superhuman stamina while in the diamond form her muscles produce no fatigue toxins uh during physical activity so she has <laughs> limitless stamina um, superhuman durability uh she is highly resistant to most forms of physical injury and temperature she's also self-sustained while transformed requiring no food water or oxygen so she could go into space in that form and just live for as long as exactly. she yeah, no downside to it. Fucking hell. Uh, psychic immunity. So she's immune to other telepathic powers, but in turn she's unable to use her own until she turns back. Okay. So, onto her abilities. What? They were to the... Okay. <laughs> cool. They were powers. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Ability, ability, she's an expert technician, so she's highly skilled in electronic theory and electronics and has learned to build devices that can amplify psionic energy. Um, she's also had defense training, so she's an above-average athlete, and has had some training in hand-to-hand combat. Um, during a training session in which Emma did not have access to her powers, Banshee attempted to make an example of her. Emma quickly, efficiently, and easily dispatched Banshee, much to his embarrassment. Holy shit. Okay. So her weakness is then... She has two. Right. While in her diamond form, she's unable to access her telepathic abilities. Yes. And she's all, and after killing her sister, she became an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> the booze. The sweet, sweet sup has taken her out. Takes down another person. Oh, fuck. As, a, as Irish people, we can only look at that and go, yeah, fuck it, Jesus. Yeah, you Fucking can't let it get that far, like you know what I mean. Yeah, I know you've 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 gone you've gone wrong there. So gone her there, so. her her a weakness of hers is like you can't kill her, but if she's drunk, she might be slightly less powerful. Yeah, and like if you have her in the diamond state, she can't like as long as you can subdue that diamond state version of her, you don't have to worry about the powers. But it's, you know, you have to pick and choose your battle. Kind kidnap, of kidnap her in diamond shape and then have her in a room and then just feed her a bunch of alcohol. 
Um, and then she'll be so happy she won't want to fight you. She'll be delighted with herself. And then you become best friends. And you're like, no, we should go away. Why don't we just get on our bikes and go? You know? Just go on holidays. <laughs> Let's go to the go. beach. Let's go to the beach, man. Uh, so on the Marvel 1 to 7 rating system, yeah. um, she has a durability of 7. Energy projection of 7. Oh, so far so fight- good. Fighting skills of six. Oh, a bit weak. Intelligence of seven. Right. Speed of four and strength of five. I mean, not that good. Like, it's all right. No. I mean, look, it's a pretty good spread. Yeah. Yeah. A few sevens. A few sevens there. Three, seven? three sevens, a six, a five, and a four. Oh, boys. Um, so, unbeatable, really, in the Marvel world? Functionally unbeatable until the story calls for it. Yeah, it's a character that's so powerful that you have to nerf her basically in every story she's in. Yeah, and like there is things she'll forget her powers in that kind of yeah. way, and a lot of the time she will do what she wants to do. Like she's very independent, so if she doesn't want to do something, even if she could do it very easily, she can just say, No, do it yourself, I'm not interested. Yeah, but and that that's pretty good. Like if it gets to the stage, boy, in comic books, like in the X-Men movies, where you have Charles Xavier, who is the most powerful being, and can solve everything within about 10 seconds. So every single movie, they have to somehow take him out. He gets kidnapped, yeah. he gets beaten up, he gets knocked out. Somehow he's out of the way, and they have to get the team to work together to try and get him back. Um, I think the si- a similar thing... I, I can't remember, in first class, how was she defeated? First class... I'm trying to remember. I can't remember how she was defeated in first class. Was she defeated or just captured? She might have just been captured. But even captured, she could just break out in seconds. I suppose they didn't show you that. Yeah, yeah, that's probably... Probably it. I don't actually know. I'm I'm, I'm blanking on that. And that's a mm. shame, because that's a good movie. It is. It's very good. If, if that's... I think that's the only movie she appears in. Yeah, the, in... Um, X Men Origins. She's in, she's in the she's in the cells. Well, there's there's a lady with diamond skin. Ah, you right. know, yeah. and she has blonde hair. Yeah, yeah. But what can you do? Well, that, yeah. that's, that's not confirmation of anything. And I would go to X Men Origins before I went to First Class, just as a movie. Yeah, Wolverine um, Origins. Go watch that immediately and take First Class. Leave that. Get Wolverine Origins out of the way because that's clearly the better movie. Yeah. Um, also, in you won't remember this because days of future past, you know. Yeah. But uh, she's one of the people that was experimented on and killed to make the Sentinels. Oh right, right, right. That's interesting. Yeah, because those, those Sentinels obviously are undefeatable. They just adapt. Yeah. They just adapt and they can... I think they use the diamond skin at one point. I, I think they do. From I, I can't remember. It must be at the start fighting um, against Iceman. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. And I think that's... I think that's cool. That, you know, fair enough they killed off one of the most powerful characters. But I think you had to for that movie because she's such a powerful psychic. You have to do it for every movie. Because if it benefits her in any way that she would just win immediately. Yes, that's true. That's the danger with her. But she's a really yeah, good I, character, just in terms of, like, you have this, you have Charles Xavier there, but you always need something on the opposite side. So, like, Charles Xavier is all about giving to other people 
and he has all those powers. So then you have Emma Frost on the other side, who's who's willing to do the good thing, but only if it benefits her in the long run. And she's just as powerful as he is. Yeah, and it's... Yeah, because she's a good foil for Professor X in terms of... She's arguably more powerful than him. Mm. But she, like you say, she's a free agent. She does what she wants, so... It's, it's not like, like um, Magneto, where he, like they're not even on powers, really, but they, yeah, they Ma- have Ma- a, a Magneto respect can, kind of thing. Magneto can spend a few spoons, like, Charles Xavier could just rewrite his whole memory, if he wanted. If he wanted, yeah. But Emma just does what she wants, she doesn't care yeah. about anyone else. Well, not she doesn't care about anyone else, but, you know. But that's always the fun first. bit. Like you have that character who starts off as the villain. Like what what's coming to me is say, I don't know, like Red Hood, something like that, where you have a clearly villainous character, but be, it becomes an anti-hero, or they become slightly loved because you have this character who has likable traits, but eventually is just a lord, uh, a lord wolf. We're just like we'll just do whatever the fuck we want, whatever. Yeah, and and if you ask me for help and it suits me, then I'll join. Yeah. But I'm not at your beck and call. Or Deathstroke. Yeah, Deathstroke's a good example of it. Yeah. Um, like, no, if, I, if, if the contract is right, he'll take it. Exactly. No, I, I think Emma Stroke is... A, uh, Emma Stroke. Emma Stroke. <laughs> Emma Stroke. Emma Frost um, is a character that people love. And lots of people, that's their, their favourite character. And I can see why. Because, like, it's a character that has growth. And... Comic book characters are always better when you can see their growth. Yeah, like, she has a proper arc over, you know, 30, 40 years of comics. And, and she's, a, and she's a badass. She's an absolute beast. She's, yeah. Like, doing this report, she's just so many cool stories I couldn't even get to mention. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for this week's Hero Zero, Sean. Well, would you like to take us out, Connor? I would indeed, yes. Uh, so... If you want to support the show, we have a Patreon that last week we released our Phantom Menace episode. It's part of a Lazarus Pit series. We go back and review one old movie. It could be comic book, could just be an old movie that we like. And this month's was the Phantom Menace. So if you give $5 or more a month, you get access to all those reviews we've done for the last few months. It's at patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast, Sean. Oh, he's done it. He said it, it correctly. Nailed it. After I pointed away like I was looking at a crowd. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> we also, um, if you can support the show that way, we also have an iTunes where you can go and like and review. Um, that really helps us out and just helps with the algorithm and stuff like that. Um, and if you don't want to do either of those things, uh, the best thing you can do is just give us a follow or a like on, say, Twitter. It's at Heroes for Hire Pod, the four, the number four. Facebook, Heroes for Hire Podcast. Instagram, Heroes for Hire Podcast. And once again, if you can't do all of that, just tell one human being we exist. That's all we ask. Just the one. Just the one. Um, so, I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mayne. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.